0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Academy Warriors podcast. My name is Luis and my name is Liz and today we will be talking about LinkedIn and different ways that you can actually leverage this platform that's highly ever important for any college student to have a presence on the social media platform uh, more so than any other one out there. Today, we're actually bringing a special guest who actually knows a lot about LinkedIn and has really leveraged it uh, to its max. So joining us today is uh, Francisco Oler-Garcia. He is the digital operations and marketing specialist for Benicomp Health Solutions, which is a health tech company in the insurance space. He's also an active civic member, community builder, and advocate of lifelong learning, He's the marketing chair for the University of Tampa's Board of Counselors. He's also on the digital marketing advisory board member for the University of South Florida. And he is involved with Emerging Leaders of Tampa Bay. Uh, Earlier this year, he was actually recognized as a rising star by the employee benefit advisor. And he holds a BS in management from Providence College and an MBA with a marketing concentration from the University of Tampa. So please uh, welcome again, Francisco, how are you uh, doing today? Doing good today is a, a any
1: day that I get to provide insights and to empower others is a great day in my book. But I'm also have the honor of meeting two people in you, and Liz and you, and I'm super excited to to chat and to really, you know, share some of the experiences I have kind of supercharge my career
0: yeah definitely and you know th- thank you again here for joining us uh, especially you know we listen me are also uh, marketers we're in the digital marketing space and you know we, we know how important it is to to be able to be really involved in the virtual space uh, and especially in this case uh, on LinkedIn right because LinkedIn is such a important platform to really further your career and, and make sure you know that that others can also find you as well. So, you know, I wanted I wanted to uh, ask you if you can start us off by uh, letting us know more about how you found out about LinkedIn, how you got started with LinkedIn, and what were some of the uh, things you did when you first got started with it? Absolutely. So I
1: got on LinkedIn under my first year of college, um, that being back in 2012, which is not a long time ago, but it seems like a lifetime ago with everything going on. And when I got on LinkedIn, it was, was, I think at that point, it still hadn't gained the popularity that it is now used to be kind of, it used to be before just another way of showing you, of kind of giving deeper insight into who you were as a job candidate by kind of expressing about more areas on your resume. But since then, it's kind of evolved into this place where you can develop and grow meaningful connections. And also it is kind of a, a digital portfolio. if If you don't have a website, it's a great substitute for having a website. With that, um, one of the one of the things that I wish I had done was gotten when when I was back in college, was gotten more involved on LinkedIn. Because you can really utilize it to show your passions, your interests, and your values, which really makes you a well-rounded candidate, not only when you're in college, but you're coming, but when you're coming out of college and searching for a job. Now, when it comes to that, how, how do I start using LinkedIn? I think one of the questions that I, I ran into was, what can I talk about? What can I say that hasn't already been said? How how much should I post? When should I post? And you know all these things are are important to get a lot of visibility. But I think what's most important above all is to to develop a habit. So kind of one of the things I did was I chose one day a week to start posting, and in that way I created accountability and I started to create a habit because once a week is 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 not that big. It was super achievable, so that kind of makes it more you know, more possible for you to accomplish something. And then in choosing that one day a week, I chose a topic that was very near and dear to my heart. And that is gratitude. So I developed my habit of gratitude Sundays where I would recap everybody that I had talked to that week or a different post that I had seen that it inspired me and I tagged those people. So I was really providing and still am providing mutual value because those individuals get visibility into my network and I get visibility into theirs. But what's most important about that is that it is something that everybody can relate to. And from posting once a week, now I go to posting two to three times a week. I've, I've heard the gold standard is to post every day a week, but that that can sometimes be a little daunting to take on at first. So, so Choose, choose a topic that's near to your heart. Do it once a week and, and learn from those. See what really resonates with people. But at the same time, it's not just about posting, but it's about being an active participant and engaging with people. My golden rule is to, if I'm going to comment on something, I'm going to comment more than two sentences. And from time to time, I'll add in a question. So think about it like a real life like networking event but not just a networking event, but truly diving into developer relationships.
0: So, so when you talk about uh, posting too, are you also referring to like writing an article on, on LinkedIn? Or are you specifically saying uh, like doing a post just on, on your personal profile?
1: Great question. So you, you can do both. I think an article is a great way of getting something published, right? Some, sometimes when we're in college, we don't necessarily have all those connections or all those individuals that we know to get on a magazine, but it's a great way of showing your knowledge in a more long-term format. So, so I advise both and and you can mix it up and you can do whatever is most comfortable to you. I know some people are geared towards more of that, like that short term, short copy of just a, a personal post. And others really enjoy the the fact of an article because then you can you can dive deeper into the subjects.
2: I really like that. Um, I mean, I've had a LinkedIn profile since probably my freshman year in college. My aunt, um, who's very professional herself, uh, recommended that I get one. So I got one. But um, since then, I've really more or less just used it and maintained it as a live resume to kind of share the link with um, others if I need to. Kind of show my credentials but um i really you know and i use twitter a lot i use social media a lot linkedin has kind of captured that sense um, and i really like that and i've actually never considered using it as that sort of um, more of a professional um, sort of social media platform um, you kind of reach a different audience in that sense um, so more or less you're you're saying and i don't think a lot of people consider it is use it as more than just a, a live resume consider it another social media platform. Um, And I, I think that's something a lot of college students should really, you know, especially ones who are, um, you know, interested in a more professional or business like, um, you know, career track. um, They really need to be active on LinkedIn, like right away.
1: Exactly. And as you know, one of the things that I remember when I was in college, I was told, you know, kind of have a list of companies or, or different organizations that you want to work towards too. And, the, and what's amazing, right, is that you can develop relationships with the leaders of those companies and you, you can comment on the different company pages. So yes, it, it may not lead to a job right away, right? Because it's, that's just not how the world works. But what it does, is it, it, you really start to develop relationships and so much of life is who you know.
0: So let's uh, let's d- dig into, like, the components of, you know, when you create your profile, all the items to add. Uh, I mentioned earlier you're probably on the 100% completed profile part. Uh, me and Liz are probably more on the 70%, 80% uh, part of it too, but because they, they keep updating and uh, they keep moving us down, even if we complete everything. <laughs> what, what are some things that you would suggest as uh, being, like, critical to fill out uh, right away when you create a profile because uh, most people maybe might not fill out the whole thing but what are some things that you would consider uh, to be the most important to have on your profile must is having a nice
1: headshot whether a nice headshot with with like a with us doesn't necessarily have to be a smile but something that really attracts people as humans we're very mm-hmm. visual people so we want to see somebody that's welcome welcoming that's warm that's you know that that they kind of subconsciously invite you in to to learn more so i would say that's the must is a headshot two is in your description don't just write student at x or y or z university write something that's more that's more driven to the value that you drive or to your interest because that's 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 kind of like your headline right if you think of a newspaper they capture your attention with something that's very interesting. So use use a, a description that's like passionate about emerging marketing trends and learning about automation tools, right? Cause then that that's more deep, that's more meaningful towards someone. And then when you write out your summary, write something that kind of meshes both your personal and your professional lives because as candidates we're more than just our professional selves people want to know that you are involved in your community or that you volunteer your time or that you find new and different ways to grow your skill sets and your tool sets so those are the three the three musts and then your, your job experience even if it's just bullet points quantify the value and quantify your experience as much as possible.
0: Yeah, the definitely the really good things to, to add. Uh, I know when I first started my profile, I didn't really put much for, for about, and uh, I think I currently just have the the suggested section, which I'm not sure if you've seen where now LinkedIn suggests here, you can start with this based on the information that you filled out. Uh, y- you can use this, but definitely re- really, really, uh, an important thing uh, to add, uh, in terms of of uh, having your connections and uh, who you connect with, uh, what are your recommendations initially when you first start your LinkedIn? Who should you be connecting with uh, right away? You're looking for? Definitely connect with
1: the career services professionals at your university because they they usually know a lot of alumni and a lot of different individuals that you can get connected to as well as fellow students. And and when you're trying to reach out to different business leaders, it's always so important to write a little note of what attracted you to reach out to them because that will increase the chances of them accepting your invitation. So those are kind of the three tips. Look for fellow students, um, career services professionals, and business leaders either in the local area or who are alumni, because they'll be like, oh, this is another alumnus who wants to know more. And when you reach out to them, always reach out personally, try, try as much as you can to write something that relates to what they do, or asking them how they do it. And always, I think one of the game-changing tips for me is to write, um, not, not exactly this, but write you've been a business leader and you're somebody that I look up to. And I think I can learn a lot from you because as humans, we want to be seen as mentors and as leaders. And there's nothing more powerful than telling somebody, you know, you're so awesome that I want to learn from you.
2: Awesome. I know that you, um, you've already advised listeners to, you know, engage with others. Um, talk about maybe professionals you've interacted with that week, um, kind of expand your network. But what are some other ways to expand your your network? Tell us a little bit about LinkedIn groups or any other tool on LinkedIn that kind of helps you expand that network.
1: Definitely. I think LinkedIn groups is a great way to kind of connect on a certain subject or, some, or a certain niche that you're really passionate about. So that immediately expands your network. A cool feature is if you go into like the, the school pages, like for my case, university of Tampa, or Providence college, there's like a little tab that'll say alumni and you can write their location and their industry. And then you can immediately find somebody who's like near your home. So think about when you're on summer break where some leaders that maybe I can, you know, have a quick 15 minute coffee with in person So what I would suggest is as you're looking to make connections digitally, find ways to take that connection offline because these social media platforms will always change, their purposes will change, or they'll just truly stop being used by individuals. So find ways to take connections offline. So that's first. So kind of the two tips are use LinkedIn groups and two, find ways to take them offline. And three, another way of, of using LinkedIn is commenting. I think we, we underestimate the impact of commenting and how bringing in people into a conversation. Say, you know, a well-known marketing leader who can lend a lot of insight into this other leader's post. If you bring them into the conversation, they'll be like, okay, he's really interested in what I'm writing and he's adding further value by continuing this conversation.
0: You know that that's a a really great way of being able to to talk to alumni, right? Who, uh, you know, a lot of alumni out there are more than willing to help current students out, especially if it's uh, with a career question, or even if maybe they're seeking uh, opportunities after they graduate and and whatnot. But what what are some of the ways that you would uh, recommend people to to do to take that conversation offline? You know to to basically establish that like coffee date of some sort where they're able to actually talk to that person uh, in person and and you know get get some career advice mm-hmm.
1: I think one of one of the first tips is try to develop a relationship with the career counselors at your university because they usually have Excel Excel spreadsheets with the emails of, of those individuals. So that's first. So then you kind of so first you get their contact information and to find new and creative ways to engage with them. One of my favorite tools is um, Drift Video, which is one of one of my favorite marketing companies is Drift. And their free and their free video application is so powerful. Cause you can record a video like right on your phone or on your computer screen and you can send it in an email. And you can see if the person, if the person saw it, right, or, or how much they watched it. So, video is a is a much more powerful tool than text because what may take you paragraphs to write, you can say it in a minute, and that will help you connect much deeper to a person, and it'll also resonate that much higher because almost everybody does text, and if we think about it, a lot of these individuals are busy executives. So if you can really say something purposeful and impactful in a short amount of time, that will make you stand out.
2: Do you think that um, this is kind of on a different track? But do you think endorsements on your profile do they do you think that they really resonate, or that you know uh, recruiters are checking those out and actually weighing that against other potential applicants?
1: I think recruiters are always trying to get. A deeper insight into a candidate that's beyond just you know the description the about us and in the, the job experience so it's kind of that social proof if somebody knows the value that you're driving it, it really resonates because it's like it's it isn't just you talking about your skills but other saying hey i've seen him in action and he does and he or she does x y and c really well but I re- what I really like about the point you just made is utilizing an underutilized asset in recommendations. I know when we first start out, um, it can be like, "Where am I going to find a recommendation?" Right? Ask ask your teachers. A lot of teachers will be more than more than willing to write one for you, and it's a great first step as you're looking to to build your profile. And look at who's endorsing you, and ask and, and generally ask them. Hey, I saw that you recommended me for X, Y, and Z. Would you be willing to expand upon this and write a recommendation? And more often than not, people will want to do that. So then you're really bolstering your profile.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a, a big proof, a social proof, right? Where if someone says something, if you, especially if you start to get uh, so many people saying so many things about you, then it's basically having like references right and and it's something that you could definitely uh showcase really on your profile especially if you apply directly right using your linkedin profile that that works out great so Thanks. going back to, to the topic of uh linkedin groups uh wh- what are some of the groups that you would suggest uh, people to join uh what what are some of those that they should be most uh, involved with I think
1: definitely a great first step is alumni networking groups. Those are pretty common in on LinkedIn, and to see if the clubs and organizations that you're involved in your university have groups, because usually now that LinkedIn is so popular, a lot of the people who were past members will be in, will be involved in them. So that will also give you another way or or another avenue to reach out to individuals. So I think first is alumni, alumni groups. And second, find groups that are within your passion, whether it be marketing, sales, um, you know, operations, support. There's so many different groups that can really feed, feed your growth.
2: So, I think that at this point, um, every social media platform, um, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, if they want to compete with their their competitors, they need to evolve and constantly um, develop and increase new ways to captivate their their users. What are some ways that you want to see LinkedIn evolve and kind of move forward? I know the World Society is really changing the way they interact now due to COVID. Everything is a little more virtual, um, what are some things that you would like to see um, going forward?
1: I think what I would like to see is to have it integrated with more more of the applications that we use, you know, for example, Zoom or Calendly or because when we think about it, I think what's most important is one of the most important things is efficiency in our processes. And sometimes it can be a little I mean, it it is a few minutes, but a few minutes in in a workday or where you have three to four exams and a couple of projects, it can mean it can mean the world. So I would definitely like to see more embedded features, whether it be video or messaging or calendars, if you could have like a like a calendar on LinkedIn, that'd be pretty cool. And two, I know I think this is a feature that's been rolled out, but maybe it hasn't reached my profile, but it's like LinkedIn stories. So that would be I think it I think it's rolled out, but that would be like super cool because then it's it's a different way of of connecting and you can see like who how people are viewing your your content. So those I think those those would be the first two like more embedded features too um stories and three deeper analytics on your profile i think if we can understand what are the elements that are performing well and what's not performing well and resonating we can really beef up our profiles to really appeal more i know you know we get like i think it's like every month or so it'll tell you like the top keywords that you were searched for but i would like to get like a little bit more granular on that just because of the data-driven marketer than I am at heart.
2: I know. I know. I do kind of find it interesting to see what performs better on Facebook versus, you know, Instagram and Twitter kind of things um, trend higher. I know Facebook is very protective of their own content, so their stuff trends better than, let's say, you sharing, like, a YouTube link. Um, mm-hmm. But I know one thing that I'd really like to see incorporated into LinkedIn is, like, being able to host an event, like a virtual event. Um, I know I'm in marketing, but my whole company, um, we have a lot of different professionals who are part of different kind of fields. And, um, you know, we attend a lot of conferences throughout the year, Um, and we had, you know, all these conferences planned this year and they were all canceled. And, um, you know, they all, all the conferences to like keep their membership fees, they uh, scrambled to figure out virtual events. And um, they had to figure out a platform for it, um, a host for it, um, something that would help like, you know, meeting rooms. If you need a private meeting room, um, that's like HIPAA compliant Um, ways to like meet new people, something that incentivizes you to interact with everyone. Um, I feel like if LinkedIn could corner that market um, and make it to where every university that wants a job fair, a career fair, um, you know, Uh, conferences and associations, they want to have their annual conferences. LinkedIn could corner that market and um, be already, you know, you being engaged in active on LinkedIn, you would be able to kind of um, already be present um, and interact. And then it's an easy way to maintain connections after the convention. Um, And that's same way for students having a student career fair. Um, So I know that's something I super, really want to
0: see kind of um in the future yeah and kind of go, going along the lines uh you were saying uh, that doing a, a zoom integration on linkedin i think that might be in the works uh, i hope that is in the works because it, it would be really neat for them to have the option to do virtual interviews on linkedin uh, sure you might have to force some people to create a linkedin but you should already have one if you're applying to a job And so I think that would be something really interesting if uh, they roll that out. I think a lot of companies would use it, especially during this time. And who knows if maybe this time is going to change how businesses really do business and how they do their interviews. And, you know, maybe we're going to see more of that. And so I think they should really uh, roll out that feature and, uh, make it easier for everyone because, uh, I mean, very few people probably want to actually go to a place and do an interview and let alone now that you can't even really do a handshake. It's mm-hmm. really the best way, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So al- along those lines, uh talking about jobs, I mean, most of the people, when you think LinkedIn, you probably think, let me go on, create a profile and then look for a job, not really do anything else, which again, you should be really leveraging everything and that's really how you're going to find the most success but in terms of looking for jobs on there what would you recommend people search for and what has your personal experience been uh, looking for a job on LinkedIn yeah I think it's always so not all
1: companies post on on LinkedIn although use the job boards on LinkedIn so follow the people who are at the companies that you're really interested in working in because from time to time they will post, hey, here's this job, would you like to apply to it? So that's one, follow the employees because they won't always use the, the job boards. Two is if you apply on LinkedIn, also be sure to apply on their website because sometimes you don't know what the recruiter is necessarily looking out for. So the more you can make it possible for them to to view your your resume. And also, I think what's powerful about LinkedIn is that you can create connections and create champions within the organizations that you want to work in. If you can make yourself stand out as a candidate and you also have a a powerful online presence, you are kind of increasing your chances of your resume going beyond that first level. And three, so I talked about the importance of being connected to employees. Two would be to um, create champions as you as you look at these different organizations. And, and at the same time, if you don't get the result, ask for feedback, ask, you know, why, why didn't my candidate, candidacy move forward? Because feedback is a way that we grow and that we become better. And three, so those are the first two points. And three is always remember that that you are more than, than just a resume. And by, by that, what I mean is LinkedIn has a whole host of powerful features that will tell you the keywords that they're looking for when we think about applying to resumes, you know, one of the buzz terms is an ATS optimized resume. So it'll mean that basically what that means is that your, your resume should highlight certain keywords that will then make it pass through that first um, kind of like technology filter. So be use as much as you can, the different filters, I mean, the different features that LinkedIn gives you to make you stand out as a candidate.
2: Um, and kind of on that note, standing out in general, um, you know, so people kind of, um, pay attention to you and your presence on LinkedIn. Um, tell us a little bit about LinkedIn InMail. Um, I know a lot of professionals use it to connect. Um, they'll just send, you know, a brief message out and about to kind of expand their network. Um, is that something we should be utilizing?
1: What's powerful about LinkedIn email is that it goes directly to the person's email. And I know that some busy executives and, and I myself, sometimes the LinkedIn messaging isn't the best or I'm not always fully look at it, looking at it because it's kind of like you're getting so many notifications in one day from one thing that you're kind of like, not shut it off, but you'll look at it, but maybe you'll look at it at night or during the weekend. So using email is a great way of making your making you stand out because it goes directly to their inbox. But what I would tell you is as you're using this, kind of think about when a person will be on their email, right? And usually during the workday, if you send an email, unless it's somebody they know, it'll get like flooded towards the bottom. But if you send it like at six or seven o'clock, six or seven o'clock at night. Or during the weekend, you'll actually be surprised that that has a higher visibility rate than than other than other times and other days throughout the week.
0: So, you're speaking of uh, of email, uh, most of us, probably everyone who, who's been around LinkedIn a long time, you tend to get a lot of, uh, I guess you could say, opportunities, uh, which some of them seem like they are not as true as they might be. uh, What do you suggest that people should look out when they look at these opportunities? Because some of them might be enticing to some, but it might not be as, as it seems.
1: Yeah. when it comes to opportunity, I think it's always important to see if you can find somebody who's a current employee who can give you, you know, the real, like the real insight into it but there's also different resources like Glassdoor or, or Indeed who'll have like reviews about that position and who'll give you a deeper insight into not only the interview process, but also what it means to to work there. So it's always having that curiosity front of mind and reading reading the descriptions and reading the keywords and the different things that they post because there's a lot that you can impact from there.
2: Um. So... Another kind of option other than just applying for, you know, an open position would be to um, directly contact them that either the hiring manager, if you can, um, you know, discern who it is um, or that company page. um, Do you recommend reaching out um, right away and just saying, you know, expressing your interest in a position?
1: I think it's always valuable to create relationships, but what's important is after that initial engagement, if you can find ways to follow up with value and think about, and and when you reach out initially to this person, if you can find out more about their values and interests, and you can be like, Hey, I read in your profile that you really like to here podcasts on motivation and inspiration. Here's one of my favorite podcasts, and this is one of my favorite episodes. So when you reach out, don't just send, I mean, it's not generic, but you know they they get emails all day long about people being interested. And if you can find a way that you can connect on a deeper level, then you're on to something. And remember, just because there isn't an opportunity now doesn't mean that you shouldn't you shouldn't follow up, and you shouldn't develop that relationship.
0: Yeah, definitely, it's something you should keep uh, insisting. And uh, listen, we had an episode uh, a couple episodes ago about internships, and uh, I know that it's it's something that you gotta keep uh, insisting. And uh, I did that, and you know, the internship soon became a full time job. So definitely pays off to insist and, and not feel like you're bothering someone because they are just seeing, and and they were college students too. So they should really understand that, that as well. Um, so l- last thing I wanted to to ask you, uh, and all your years using uh, LinkedIn, what has been like your best experience that you've had thanks to the tool? Like whether, whether it be that you found a job through there, you found connection, uh, maybe, I mean, you found like a valuable connection, you found something that, you always remember LinkedIn by that. You're like, had it not been for LinkedIn, maybe this wouldn't have happened.
1: Yeah. I think with LinkedIn, what it has done is now that I'm, you know, working from home and working remotely, I'm still more connected than ever. Like I'm every single day, I have at least one or two Zooms with people who aren't in my, in my same industry or who I didn't know before. And that is due to one people understanding my values and my interests and what I'm really passionate about, which LinkedIn has allowed me that opportunity, which is to show my human side, what what I really care for, and that's how we connect. So, I think thanks to LinkedIn, I can say that I have a community of mentors and a in commu- a community of a support system that kind of fuels me forward. And a lot of these people I have never met in life, but I consider them truly a part, a a large part of my life and of my success because of all the conversations we have because of the zooms that we jumped on. And it's so awesome that, that you, we can do this even though we are apart, we can be more connected than ever.
0: Yeah, I I would agree. So, I mean, it, it, You know, we are in difficult times right now, but something positive that comes out of this is really how much connections you could build uh, with that. Uh, Most of the people that I have worked with on podcast, Liz included here as well, uh, we have not met in person. And uh, a lot of the people we've interviewed, uh, we have you here now, we haven't met you in person, but you do establish a lot of connections and people might feel like you're not connected because we are not able to all be in the same room, but we are actually connected uh, the same way. And this is definitely going to change a lot of the trends. Uh, and especially again, I hope LinkedIn adopts this. I hope they understand the value in this and true. So they are owned by Microsoft. So they should, I would assume so since Microsoft has a lot of platforms that, that they use for that, but we will see. Well, Francisco, uh, thank you for uh, joining us today. Uh Hopefully we can have you back on to talk about something else uh, whenever you're able to be back on here. I love that. I think there's so many more topics that we can
1: that we can dive into and that we can talk about and for me, I remember my own experience as a college student and you know so many of the things that I, that I tell myself man, I wish I would have done that because I would have soared immediately the day that I graduate. And I'm still soaring, right? But more that we can serve as a resource for others and to share our experiences. And that's what's really powerful. And what I like to say is if anybody wants to connect with me on LinkedIn and continue a conversation about LinkedIn, about marketing or sales, I'm more than happy to do that. You can find me at Francisco comma MBA on LinkedIn. I look forward to continuing the conversation.
2: Cool. Thank you, Francisco. Thank you.
0: Thank
2: you. Thanks, everybody, for giving us that listen. Um, if you aren't already, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Academy w Podcast or on Facebook at Academy Warriors Podcast. You can also email us at academywarriorspodcast at gmail dot com if you have any cool topics you want us to talk about or you know someone who would be a really good guest on our on our podcast. Um, And then also don't forget to listen to our last episode where we had Louise's friend Renata on um, to discuss having a job during college. And of course, keep an eye out for our next episode on what not to do on your resume. That's super important and key right now. All right. Thanks everybody for giving us that listening. We'll talk to you soon.